Welcome everybody back to the Nuggets of Gold podcast and YouTube channel. So for today's episode, we are bringing on a guest, Anthony Kay. Anthony is a Bears fan, big basketball fan. I'll let him kind of promote his stuff at the end here. But for this topic, we're going to be talking about Trey Lance, Justin Fields, two guys that I really like both of them coming out. Um, I haven't watched Justin Fields like a ton this regular season. Obviously, I've been very dialed in on Trey Lance. Um, but I think for Fields, and, and I'll definitely hear what you have to say, Anthony, but I do think a lot of it is more like, let's see what it looks like in the future. He's in a very, very rough situation right now. Um, but Anthony, let's start with Justin Fields because anyone that's been a Niners fan that's been listening has you know knows our opinions on Trey Lance overall. But let's talk about Justin Fields first. What are your thoughts so far with him, you know, starting a few games and definitely some very rough stats early on, but but how do you feel? So I'm going to start from the beginning because when when the when we were getting ready for the NFL draft, I had Justin Fields ranked number 2. I had him right behind Trevor Lawrence as my number 2 QB, and I'm and I'm happy with that. I've not wavered from that opinion based on what he did coming out of Ohio State what he did in in, uh, in the offseason, et cetera. So I'm not – I was very excited when the Bears uh, moved up in the draft and picked him up. My biggest fear was Matt Nagy hasn't really shown to be, as a head coach, someone who could put a quarterback in a good position, right? He didn't – now, listen, Mitch Trubisky is not the greatest quarterback. Let's just put that out there. But he didn't do Mitch any favors. So my concern was what kind of game plan is he going to put in for Justin Fields, especially since he kept saying Dalton is going to be the starter. So the Bears the whole offseason were doing everything in their power to make Dalton, excuse me, the starter. The game plan was for Andy Dalton and what his skill set is. And they did not, much to my surprise, they didn't put any kind of offense in for Justin Fields. So when he wasn't the starter, I was okay. I said, listen, let, let, let him sit behind Andy Dalton, figure out what's going on, because I think he does need that year, right? There's that curse of the Ohio State quarterback. I thought, hey, let's give him that year to kind of understand the game. Obviously, due to injury, he comes in. And I really liked what they do when they run him outside of the pocket, when they focus on the running attack. The problem is when Matt Nagy calls plays, and we'll get to this in a minute, the difference between Matt Nagy calling plays and Bill Lazor calling plays is they don't have an offense built around Justin Fields' skill set. So he's trying to to basically do what Andy Dalton's game plan is, and he's failing miserably. But you can still see there's the talent there. But I mean, you know, I'm sure we'll get into the numbers here in a second. They're not they're not doing him any favors. Like I mean, in his first game, I think he got sacked nine times. Well, they had out of the 22 dropbacks, 20 times. No tight end and no back in protection. So five-man protect on a rookie quarterback against the blitz. I, 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 I don't know why I'm drawing a blank on the team. But there's a reason he was getting sacked so much. They put him in a position to fail. And it was almost as if Matt Nagy did that on purpose. Yeah, so real quick, it was the Browns because I remember the, that. The Browns, Miles, yes, yes. Miles the, Garrett was just going off. Like yes, I was trying. I, I, I think I blacked out, you know, when there's those bad memories that you like <laughs> put in the back of your mind that you purposely forget. Yeah, the Browns. Against that defense with that pass rush, just to not have a, a back, a tight end, right? Like a rookie quarterback who is good, who can scramble, who needs time to throw. Let's be honest, right? He needs time to throw. He needs time to go through his reads because – it's his first year. They didn't put him in that position, so I wasn't surprised that he failed. And that's what he did. Let's let's be honest, right? I love I, he failed, uh, but it wasn't necessarily all on him. Yeah, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Like 
I mean, you look at his numbers, like two touchdowns and six picks. Now, to be fair, right. last week he had no touchdowns and three picks, so the numbers are a little bit skewed after last week's performance. But he, I remember that game. I don't know if you remember this stat. This is this is like one of the best stats of the entire season. He had, or, or the Bears as a team, had one foot of net passing yards because of how much Justin Fields was sacked in that game. One foot. Oh, you're going back to the, the Browns game. Yes. Yes. Or maybe yes. no, no. I'm sorry. No, it was no, like you're... it was a little less than a yard. It wasn't. I, I think it was it sixty. I think it was sixty-eight passing yards and sixty-seven yards lost in. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. we remember. We remember. I think. I think the joke was there. Even that sixty. I think it might have been sixty-six. It was somewhere in that range. But that same week, Justin Tucker kicked a field goal longer than what the Bears accumulated in passing yards. <laughs> was was basically. Yeah, it was not. It hasn't been pretty. Um, yeah. You know, you, you said his his two touchdowns to six interceptions. His average pass play is six point two yards. His QBR is like sixteen something. Like it's it statistically, if you didn't watch, and this is why I always tell people: make sure you watch a game before you talk about a game, because if you look at his stats, you're just gonna say he's a horrible quarterback. And okay, let's be honest: based on his stats, he is. But if you watch the games, if you've seen the game plans, if you've seen the situations they put him in, how could he not be? It's really funny that you bring up like the situations and stuff because that's what a lot of 49er fans feel like has been one of the issues with Trey Lance. Not even necessarily that. Really like with the whole 49ers team this year is like you came to this year with an offense for Jimmy and like an offense for Lance, but you don't really have a true offense. And it's like kind of like, oh, we're, we're shifting over. And it's like this weird period where like, a lot of times, like people think back on, you know, Alex Smith, Pat Mahomes, it was a very smooth transition. Why? Because like they had a, they ran the whole Alex Smith offense that entire season and they knew they were going to do that and they stuck with it. The difference with the Bears and Niners is Andy Dalton didn't play well. And I don't think really any Bears fans expected him to play well, considering that when he got hurt, people were cheering at the stadium. I remember that. It yeah. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm not a big fan of that, obviously, but. But again, I'll even say this. Andy Dalton was also put in a position to fail. And I, I don't mean, listen, I, I'm sorry to, I know we're, we're going to get into the comparisons, but I got to put this out there because as many places as I can. The problem with the Bears isn't their, isn't their talent, isn't their personnel. It's their coach. It's their GM, right? They didn't do enough to sure up their offensive line. Matt Nagy has not put it. Just think about this. You put Andy Dalton in a situation where what what should they be doing first if you have Andy Dalton as your QB? Running or passing? Probably running. Running. 100% running. Right? You're, the Bears have been built since 1920 to run the ball and play defense. What do they have this year? Okay, the secondary is a little shoddy, but they still have a really good defense, right? They still lead the league in sacks. They're a good, good to, I wouldn't say great, but they're a really good defense. And what you do is you run the ball, you let Andy Dalton pick his spots, right? Because you have that's what a veteran quarterback does. You don't let him lose games for you. You keep him upright. And now you have a chance to win every game. Instead, they're like, let's just throw the ball around the yard. Because that's what I did in Kansas City, or that's what Andy Dalton did in Kansas City, and I got credit for. Except you had Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes, who are significantly better quarterbacks. You had Tariq Hill, Travis Kelsey, an offensive line. Uh, at the time, you had Kareem Hunt running the ball. Like that's a very different personnel than you have here, and and that's a lot of the problem is they didn't adjust that game plan or understand who their personnel is. 
And yeah. I see the same thing with the Niners. The, the Niners, the, the reason when you brought up Kansas City, the smooth transition, it was a smooth transition because it was, like you said, Smith all year. They let Mahomes play the last game, right? Smith goes through, and then what do they do? Then they let Smith go. The whole offseason is, is worked on Patrick Mahomes as our starter, game planning for him as our quarterback. And, yeah, it's a smooth transition. Trey Lance and Justin Fields, I feel bad for both of them, even though I like Kyle Shanahan a lot better. Like, if he gets fired, I'd love for the Bears to pick him up. Let's be honest. Like, in a heartbeat, I would love for them to hire him. But he's – he's. I don't know where this came – maybe you can tell me. The Jimmy Garoppolo thing, they needed to either say Jimmy's our starter and, like, they can put in packages a la – I don't want to say, like, Taysom Hill because that's not the same kind of skill set. But, like, those types of things where, hey, this is all you're doing, gadget kind of plays. Or get rid of Jimmy and say we're starting the rookie. This 50-50 – not 50-50, but this in-and-out thing, never works. I don't know that – can you think of a time where this has worked where you have a better quarterback as the backup and you're trying to just bring him in for a play here or there? I've never seen it work. No. I don't know if it's necessarily like an in-and-out thing. I think that Kyle wanted it to be option A, but Jimmy goes down. They're not playing right. well. There's some major question marks. That's kind of the the difference between the Kansas City example. Alex Smith won 10 games and played all 16 games. Right. Um and obviously Dalton, Jimmy have, have, have gone down and both of them have not looked awesome. Jimmy is, is the king of empty stats. Um, so <laughs> it's, it's, didn't, it's didn't he have like over 80% winning percentage there for a minute? Something like that. Uh -huh. Yep. But all of his yards come after the catch. Okay. Um, and I, th I, I mean, you, you mentioned watching the games and that's something that, that you have to do with, with the 49ers. Um, both of us want to move on to Lance. I don't think yeah. that that was the plan for Kyle pre preseason. Um, so, I mean, it's all, all, all about adjusting, which nobody's done awesome in either of our two teams right now. And let's be honest for both teams, injuries have played a huge role, right? When you don't have George Kittle, who's let's be honest, even though he's a tight end, he's your best receiver. And to your point about yards after uh, yards after the catch, he's huge for that. He gets hurt. What if you have like 16 running backs go down and then whoever comes in gets hurt, right? The Bears, same thing. They lose their starting running back. They lose the second one due to COVID. Now, don't get me wrong, Khalil Herbert has come in and played really well. But those types of things, like it, it's it's tough to be a starting quarterback in this league when everyone's healthy, let alone when you're the backup, the plan's not for you, and now your best guys are getting hurt. It, it's tough. Aiden, real quick. What are, or not real quick. Talk as long as you want. But what I think do you think I've about? Shown that I will. <laughs> what do you think about Justin Fields? Like, how do you feel about it right now? I really liked Fields coming out. He was my QB two. I think. I think Lance was QB three. Um, I, I I really liked him coming out. He was really good at, at Ohio State. Um, I liked what he could do with his legs. I think that Anthony hit it right on the head. He's not been put in a position to succeed. And we've seen more talented guys struggle in positions where it's, it, it's just not easy. Um, I don't think Nagy is the guy in, in Chicago. Um, and it might be something where they're like, we're not going to win or, or make the, the playoffs anyway. Let's just throw this guy out there, get, get some experience and just go, go for a pick next year. The Niners are in a bit of a different situation because they had to trade up with that first round pick. Did did the Bears give up the the first next year? Can, could they could they theoretically tank? Um, I they could. However, they're still in like they're in the hunt. Yeah, yeah. They, they have they're, you know them in Minnesota out of it. 
Yeah, them in Minnesota, I think, are the seven, eighth seed right now. So, but yes, they, I think they still have their first round pick because they gave up. They gave up, they gave up uh, a second or a I third. think I think you guys took a bunch in the Mitch Mitch Trubisky Mitch mm-hmm. Trubisky debacle, and then they gave away last year or they flopped firsts um, and a couple other picks. I think they still have their first uh, for next they, year, though. However, yeah, they gave up their one and four. Their one and four. That yeah, yeah. from from this past. No, no. For 2022. For so next year? Oh, there yeah. you go. So they don't have a first-round pick. There you oh, go. That, so that's okay. They never make a, a good first-round pick anyway. So <laughs> Niners and Bears are in the same exact situation then. I think Nagy's coaching for his job. I don't think Shanahan is. Um, some some Niner fans want him out, but I think that you hit it right on the head. Like, There's nobody better out there. Like, oh. You do, maybe do you think, hope you get the enemy. I don't know. Do, do you think? Do you think? So you think Shanahan's safe for both, I, I, for both yeah. of you? Yeah. He just signed a six-year extension. Yeah, like so he's, oh, he's safe. Yeah, yeah, he's safe for like, like I get the, okay. I get, totally understand being frustrated because like it has been really back and forth, and like for me, I was like, I don't understand why you don't why you're starting Jimmy. So like, it makes no sense. But then he came out. I think it was yesterday or May. I think it was yesterday, and he had some comments like, you know, it didn't say like word for word, but basically said like, hey, if Trey's healthy and Trey has a full week of practice, he will be the starter because he right. said like. Looking at the Arizona game, which I thought Trey looked great, he said, "Yeah, I thought he like he looked like a rookie quarterback, but he was already improving in that game, and you could have seen like the next week he would have taken another step." Um, Kyle also said the same thing about Justin Fields, where like he's seen him take those steps. Where I think that's also like one thing that's hard with people like every rookie quarterback this year, outside of Mac Jones, hasn't looked good. No, no, the way they haven't, and and you know what makes it worse. They're comparing them all to what Justin Herbert did last year. But none of these guys, not Mac Jones, not Trevor Lawrence, not Justin Fields, not Trey Lance, none of them have Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, um, a running back, a defense, as good as the Chargers do. He was put in a – because he wasn't even – just remember, he wasn't supposed to start. It was Tyrod Taylor who was supposed to start. But obviously that freak injury, accident, whatever you want to call it, he was he's in the best situation. I feel like if you put any one of those QBs in the, in in a, in LA last year, let let me say this, I don't think they're as good as Justin Herbert, so I don't think they perform as well, but I bet you they do much better than they're doing now. I I would say this. I think that the Niners situation is better. Okay, Chargers this year is a better situation, but last year of I would course. rather have the Niners situation. The difference is Justin Herbert was what, a four-year starter, three and a half-year starter? Trey Lance played a, a year in, you know, at North Dakota State. And I was very nervous. I was very nervous about that that pick because it reminded me a lot of Trubisky in Chicago, where there's a guy who didn't really play enough in college, and unless the role was, hey, let's bring him in behind someone who's really good and give him a year or two, that's where Trey's I think would have been his absolute best is if he sits for a year or two and then comes in, I think he lights it up, and that's why, and I still think he can do that. I still think. You know, he's just just a year away. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll come a little bit on Justin Fields, and then we could talk about Trey Lance a little bit yeah. and, then, and then wrap it up. But for, for Fields, I so coming out, I had Lawrence at one. Um, I had Trey at 2A is what I said, and Justin at 2B. The one thing that was so weird to me, though, throughout the whole draft process was when I – so when I first watched Justin Fields um, the year prior to the last uh, season at Ohio State, I was like, ah – don't like how he hangs on the ball. Don't really love his motion. He needs to clean up a lot of the stuff. And I wasn't a huge fan of his. And then the year went on. And I was like, 
this dude's a gamer. He sees the game well. Like he might like it might look kind of slow, but that's also part of their offense. Is like you have to hold the ball, you have to wait and stuff. Right. And so I thought he had a ton of development last season. And then it felt like most people had like decided like going in like before last college football season, it's gonna be Lawrence one, Fields two overall. And then it was like, you know, I think I think we gotta push Fields down the board. And I was like, he he looked better. Like he he improved. He should have been, if anything, his stock rose, in my opinion. So I was always so surprised by that. I will say this there was about, a, there was a lot of false narratives that came out. That is um, true. And I don't know where they came from or why, but you heard things, you know, about his work ethic. The best one was that you heard things about his like preparation and, and his intelligence. Do you know he scored the highest score ever? on on the intelligence test or the wonderlick or whatever the hell they, they're using now like the highest score ever and you were saying and you were questioning that th there was something going on there purposely pushing down which i think is is a shame i had a i had someone tell me that he that their issue was with, with him was his accuracy and he was like now i don't know how accurate technically like grades are and stuff but he was great as the most accurate player in college football history so yeah, it's 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 unbelievable. It's not accuracy, man. Like it's, well, and that's, it's not accuracy. I go I go back to watching the games, right? If you watched last week's game, and trust me, I watched every single one of these where he hit a receiver in the hands and they dropped it. Well, how much of that is on him and how much of that is on the receivers? Like, I'm sorry. I I used to be a receiver, and I'm telling you, my coach wouldn't make the quarterback run if it hit me in the hands and I dropped it. I'd be the one, I'd be the one running. And you know, I, I saw a lot of that, more so than in other games too. I saw a lot of that in the in the last game. So I'm now granted, listen, it was Tampa. There's, you know, they were probably gonna lose anyways. Um, but I think you know, if you're doing your job, if you're, I could see him being frustrated, right? You're doing the right reads. You're hitting the open man. It hits them in the hands, and they drop it. <sighs> There's not much you can do. Like as a quarterback, what more can you do? No, and that that kind of issue happened with Trey. Um, so, Anthony, what do, you, what do you think about Trey Lance? What do you think about his future? Listen, when you look at the skill set of Trey Lance, you see a starting quarterback. You see he has all the tools to be a starting quarterback, and I'll, you know, I'm going to go back to what I said earlier. However, he hasn't played enough. And QB in the NFL is, isn't just one step. I know we say, okay, you go from college to the pros. It's not. It's like five steps. And so if you didn't play enough in college, well, now you're like seven or eight steps behind where you should be. So I think the only thing with Trey is coaching and time, and he'll get it. So if there's patience, if there's the right development, he's going to be just fine. The problem is, now you're lucky you got Shanahan, who is a good offensive mind, a great offensive mind, is I see a lot of quarterbacks. And, you know, in my show where I, I do with, with, you know, Coach Jackson, we talked about this a lot. You see a lot of really good quarterbacks come into the league. And, you know, their QB coach changes every year. Their offensive coordinator changes every year. They don't develop the, the player, and then they're done. So, if, you know, the one thing I would say the 49ers have going for them, and in turn, Trey Lance, it seems, like you just said, Shanahan, with six years, there's going to be stability. You give him stability and a year two, right? I think next year you're going to see a lot better. And I know we've got 10 games left this season, and we're always already talking about next. But when you got young quarterbacks – you're looking at them as a 15-year player. It's not, you know, five, you know, it's not like a running back. Three to five years and you're happy. No, you want him there for 10 or 15 years. So I think it's safe to say this year is going to be learning. Next year is going to be developing. And that, that that third year is that's when you're going to really see that finished product, whether he's, you know, a quarterback or not. 
Skill set, again, I'll say it. He's got all the skills to be a starting quarterback in this league. Yeah, I totally agree. So, Aiden, what, what do you think about both these guys' futures? Like, what do you think about him moving forward? I think Josh Allen is a good kind of career map for what these guys should be hoping for. Um, obviously, struggle a little bit at the beginning. Bills aren't aren't in an awesome spot. But by year three, you could see exactly what what he was going to be. And I think the, the, the big jump was in year three. I think that was last year. But you, you could see flashes in year one, year two. They got steadily better. He had a good defense around him. Um, I like Sean McDermott a lot. I think he's a really good head coach. He obviously doesn't touch offense the way that Brian Dabble does. Um, but he's a good offensive mind. I think that that is the best case career map for each of, of these guys. Obviously, Lance is the bigger guy, so you want to compare him him to Allen. But I think Fields is in a similar developmental stage where not going to be the best that he's going to ever be this this first year. He probably needs a year or two uh, to really understand what he's seeing. Um, so I I think that, that they need to hope that that they're following this this Josh Allen career map. It's funny you, you you brought up Josh Allen in year three. It also helps when you get Stefan Diggs in year three. O always makes the quarterback's job easier when you get a guy like that. Yeah, the, I mean, that does help a lot. So hopefully both these guys. Um, A-Rob, we talked about a little bit before. We won't get into it right here, but possibly on the way out. Uh, Niners got two young receivers. Now one of them hasn't been producing, but we'll see how it plays out. Um, I think we see the, the future weapons there, but in Chicago – question marks good thing they had a deep receiver class coming out in the next couple of years but i think it's gonna do it for for this discussion um i didn't talk a ton about these guys i have talked about it plenty of times in the past on this channel so wanted to hear anthony's and aiden's opinions a little bit more but that's gonna do it for today um anthony really quickly before we head out you want to just let everyone know like what you kind of do in terms of podcasting and youtube and everything like that yeah yeah absolutely so kind of three main shows so sports fluent which is the main show um, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, uh, which is all sports underscore fluent. The YouTube channel is sports fluent, which it has the sports fluent show, which is kind of the NBA NFL kind of all encompassing. Uh, that's where you also find monsters of the midweek, which is the Chicago Bears show. And then twice a week we do fluent and chill. So that's me uh, from Sports Fluent and obviously my main man, Jermaine from Chilltown Hoops. And we do an NBA and an NFL edition. Awesome. So make sure to check out Anthony's stuff, but thank you all for listening. That's going to do it for today. And we'll talk to you very soon.